Life in the Land of the Ice and Snow. My name is Heather, and today I'm here with my co-hosts, Shayna and Diego. Hello. Hello. Hi, everyone. And our guest today is Julian, who I know has been living in Canada. And that is all I know about you, Julian. That's correct. That's the long and short of it. Now, um, I'm, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm Canadian with Filipino ancestry. Grew up in the oh. Philippines, moved to Canada when I was a teenager, and have been living in Sweden since 2015. So Shana and I actually are both from Winnipeg, uh, both from the same neighborhood, almost. I, I think I used to live in River Heights, um, and I think you live in River Heights as well. Did you so, guys know each other back there? No. No. But okay. our high schools were just down the road from each other. This is unusual yeah. for Winnipeg because like every time I've met another Winnipegger anywhere in the world, we've always found some kind of mutual connection within a few minutes. And like I've been made fun of previously by non-Canadian friends going, oh, you should meet my Canadian friend. And then we figure we're both in Winnipeg. And then two minutes later, we're like, oh, you know, so-and-so. Oh, you, live, you used to live in this building. Cool. I used to live across the hall from you. And then, yeah. And then my other friends are just sort of like, wow, it's it's actually true. Like everyone knows each other in Canada. I don't know you guys, like what is the stuff that came with you to the country that you live in now? Like I have my high school yearbooks. I do have that, but I'll say that's actually fun. My mistakes were bringing my uh, CD collection because that's totally worthless and a waste of a suitcase. I brought a pan. A pan? Like a, like a, like a yeah, like a cooking pan. <laughs> was it a special pan that you can't find anywhere? I mean, I thought it was special because I was like, oh, is it one of these that you can flip and, you know, it has the other... You know, it's like a top pan thing. So it's a bottom top and then you just flip it. If you want to make, let's say, pancakes, uh-huh. you know, that type of thing. But no, it's not that special. I don't know where. I think I threw it away at some point, but I felt so <laughs> stupid. I mean, I only had like, I think, 13 kilos and I chose one of those kilos to be that pan. So no. OK, so now we, we got to focus on our guests. So Julian, what did you bring over when you moved? Mainly, we, we'd like to know useless things he brought over. Okay, damn. Okay, I was going to say my kitchen knives, like my kitchen knife collection. So it wasn't really anything special. It's just I wasn't sure how much kitchen knives would cost here. I like to cook. So I figured like, you know, as soon as I land, I want to be able to chop some stuff up. So I took all my knives and um, my now wife. So we met in Lund. Uh, we were in the same class. And uh, the first time we met when she came over, she was like, your kitchen is like fully stocked. Like it's a student apartment and you have like four different kinds of knives. And I was like, yeah, those are those are mine. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it like going through security with a suitcase full of knives? No problem whatsoever. <laughs> I was expecting that conversation with, with your girlfriend a bit different. Like you, you were moving in. With her, it's like, oh, I'm just going to pack my stuff. I mean, just like this <laughs> set of knives. And you unpack the first thing. It's just like, oh, great. But Julian, you mentioned something interesting. Costco. Costco is opening in Sweden. Yeah, just south of Stockholm, right? Yeah. Did you hear this? It's huge yeah, news. I, I told no. my dad for our drive to get rotisserie chicken now. Is Costco just North America? Like, Heather, did you have Costco? Or is it just a Canadian thing? I did not have Costco before I left, but that's over 20 years ago. Aren't the owners American? Yeah, most likely. Okay. I mean, we had it in Mexico, for sure. What are the kind of things that you can get at Costco that you can't get now? All I know is that you can buy in bulk. You can get everything at Costco. I went in there to buy food containers when I started school, and I ended up, I think I ended up getting out with like a blender, a slow cooker, 
I bought prawns, like a space heater. Like it was just like, you just browse the aisles and you're like, wow, this is so cheap. Like might as well get two fire extinguishers. I don't know why I need two fire extinguishers, but <laughs> I'll go grab them now. Oversized too, right? Like, yeah, it's bulk, but also oversized. So like mm-hmm. whenever I go home, I always buy my Montreal steak spice and they come in these huge containers. But I wonder, is that even going to work well here or are they going to change the concept a bit? Because I have nowhere to store giant containers or like 40 rolls of toilet paper. We all live in such tiny places. And I wonder about the prices. You know, it's really hard to get something actually cheap here. I'm curious to see how it goes. Yeah, Yeah. me too. I can't wait to go. They're going to compete with City Gross and Snap Gross System and all of these, I mean, I've never been to any of these stores. I just know they exist, but I never walked into any of them. I've been to one, those special ones that are like for restaurants. So we had a friend who had a, like a you know special code because they used to have a restaurant. So we got to go visit one of them. And they did have maraschino cherries, which I've never seen anywhere else. Other than that, it was, at least for my taste, it was the same kind of stuff you can get anywhere else. I wonder if they're going to be able to bring in like a wider selection Cheaper maple syrup, maybe? Yes, Canadians, you must be suffering. My God, maple syrup costs a ton over here. I only get it for special occasions, maybe once a year. <laughs> well, Costco sells these wine bottles, or they're, they're wine bottle size, so like 750 ml to a, a liter. Um, wow. And they're affordable. They're so affordable. So yeah. do you guys bring back maple syrup whenever you visit? Yeah. Or anytime someone comes over to visit, that's always on my wish list. So yeah. we're actually down to our last, uh, I think it's a half liter container. And we're down to our last half liter container because no one has come over over the past year. And we're like severely rationing it to make sure that it, it holds out until, I don't know, summer, hopefully. <laughs> So we've gone a little backwards and we've just been talking about stuff, but I would like to know, Julian, what brought you to Sweden in the first place? It sounds like maybe it was studies, but I don't know. First it was studies and then it was love. Um, I didn't intend to stay in Sweden. This was back in 2013. I had actually initially applied to go to Finland for a product design exchange and they were the the university there was redoing their program so they didn't accept any exchange students and the program coordinator at my school um recommended lund and i was like what is lund like i know lund to be like those lund aluminum boats with with outboard motor in north america so i was like lund like did they invent boats like what is this but apparently they had a pretty good program and um yeah i came over in 2013 i was only supposed to stay for five months and then maybe never come back. Uh, but I met my girlfriend there and um, I, I went back to Canada, finished my studies and she came over to work in Vancouver for a year while I was there. And we kind of went back and forth, like physically went back and forth as well. Like spent the summer in Sweden, came back, back and forth, uh, yada, yada, until we finally decided to, to move here and it tested out. And that was, yeah, that was six years ago and we're still testing it out, I guess. <laughs> But you live in Malmo, is that right? I used to live in Malmo. Oh, where are uh, you now? I moved two hours north to Varnamo, which is right in between. You could say it's, it's kind of like directly east of Gothenburg and right in the middle of Sweden. Uh, ah, okay. Yeah. So this is an area I'm not familiar with. Why did you choose to move there? And what's it like? So we moved here primarily because of jobs. 
So they're, it's right in the heart of Småland and um, you have so many different small companies that are all kind of small suppliers for the bigger companies. So there's a lot of manufacturing, there's a lot of development going on here. Um, so we were, um, we were looking for something else and we, you know, my girlfriend had just finished uh, school and yeah, we decided to, to try it out. She's born and raised in Malmö and had never lived anywhere else in Sweden. So this is sort of like new for her too. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it's different from Malmö. <laughs> I can say that much. <laughs> smaller, I would guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, typical small town, kind of like everyone knows everyone and everyone knows each other's business. And I was talking to a friend back home about about coffee and baked goods, sort of like typical Swedish stuff, like, oh, Swedes drink coffee and we have a lot of canelbullar. And I kind of realized the other day that like in this commune and all the other communes around Vanamo, so Yislaved, Gnohe, what are the other ones? Um, like you can just make up names because we want correct yeah, no, names. There's no way we're gonna know these. <laughs> but they all get their baked goods from one supplier. So it's like the epitome of like socialism, like you like the best representative of socialism. There's no matter which cafe you go to in any of these cities, you'll get the same baked goods, like the same breakfast sandwich and the same coffee, um, which has its benefits. But coming from from Malmo and being used to like specialty coffee and, and good yeah. cinnamon bun, artisan stuff, it's like a little bit, it's a little bit, a little bit of an adjustment to end up here. We enjoy the forest. We like it here. It's uh, it's intimate. Um, it's cozy. It's a good place to raise a family, I guess. I'm yeah. gonna imagine maybe what what is the um, the cost of living there? Like, can you get a larger place there for less money? Oh yeah, for sure. You could probably get a villa here for out in the countryside. You could probably get something for maybe seven hundred fifty thousand to maybe a million and a half for wow. some three or a four bedroom. You know old villa that you know maybe needs a little bit of renos but could totally move in and live in there for a while and then you have apartments in the middle of animal that can go for four million five million so it, you get the whole range which to me is funny because you know like we live a little bit outside of the city center and we bought our place for a little over a million we have a we have a one bedroom little tiny townhouse with a garden and that was pretty reasonable for us compared to what you can find in malmo but you move more towards the city center of animal you know maybe like four or five blocks and suddenly you're looking at upwards of two million and it's like like that's like a 10 minute walk right and we're like yeah what is going on here like <laughs> so is it a place that people come to visit say say if we were interested what would you show us what would we do there there's a moose park like an elk park um close by maybe like half an hour away i should say 40 nice minutes. How does a moose park work? It's like a moose safari. So you drive in with your car and you pay at the entrance and then you can drive through the park and and there are moose kind of loose. Or I haven't been myself, but uh, I know uh, a lot of colleagues from Germany who brought their families up here like, oh, we'll bring grandma, grandpa and we'll go see the moose and buy some street signs like at the visitor center. and Yeah, that's that's a thing for anybody new to here. It, that's the thing that I had to learn is the Germans are nuts about those moose signs. I don't know why. It, it, I think it was a problem that they kept trying to steal the signs for moose crossing. 
I don't know why. What what is it with Germans and moose? I think they used to have moose in Germany, and then they hunted them to the point that they don't. I, I don't think they have moose anymore. Um, so it's like this. Uh, it's like you just you want what you can't have. <laughs> Well, I took a little peek at your Facebook from what I could see, and we have to discuss, okay, so you live in a small one-bedroom townhouse. I saw the house that you had for sale on Facebook, and I really want to address the indoor wave pool. How do you go from that <laughs> to a one-bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> that was my parents' place, uh, so I was just helping them out. <laughs> for the record, <laughs> we didn't live in a house with an indoor wave pool. Or I did, but it wasn't mine. Living this under is my what house. I was saying. Like, how how do how are we not friends in Winnipeg? I would have been at your house like all the time. <laughs> right? Those must have been some wild parties. Yeah, um, yeah. That house is kind of like down a dirt road off the highway, just outside Winnipeg. So um, I came home once to a house party that my little brother was having when he was in, I don't know, I want to say grade 10 or grade 11. So he was like 16, 17 years old. And um, like, as I was driving... You know, the house is like a couple kilometers down this dirt road and there were cars lined on both sides in the ditch. And I was like, someone's going crazy this weekend. Like there's no bonfires out in the fields. I was like, whose house is getting wrecked right now? And then as I got closer and closer to our house, I was like, oh, no, (laughs) it was just packed with people. And I was I was like super upset after that. But um, but my little brother, why were you upset? Because I just wanted to go home and sleep like I was coaching. I was a coach at the rowing club at the time. So I was usually up at like 4.30 in the morning on the water by 5.30, coaching two sessions a day. And I'd get home by like 7.30 in the evening. And all I'd want to do at the end was just sleep. So that was a pretty rough night. But um, but my brother had actually gotten the help of the football team of his school. And these guys were like stand-up guys. They pulled through. They came over the day after hungover and they cleaned up everything. Like literally like wiped down the window sills and the blinds and and it was spotless afterwards i was very impressed canadians <laughs> <laughs> but wave pool did this house come with a wave pool or is, was that installed later my parents wanted to install it i mean i've heard of pools in houses but a wave pool i mean it's awesome but <laughs> yeah it, it was cool um it was in the basement and my parents built the kitchen in such a way so that there was a balcony overlooking the wave pool. So it was really cool. But uh, since it was outside the city and my parents worked quite a bit, they didn't have time to like, you know, join a club or something. So, you know, they wanted to work out. They had this like triathlon set up with the wave pool, a stationary bike and the treadmill sort of like in a row. in the Nice. Basement. Yeah. So you were a rowing coach. Have you continued rowing in Sweden? No, I haven't. I joined the, um, or I, I went over to the Jönköping Rowing Club, which is about an hour north of where we live now. And I wanted to see if they needed coaching help and what the club was like. It was pretty cool. They're like the oldest foreigning in this whole region. They started in like the, I don't know, mid 1800s, early 1800s. And they've been around since then operating nonstop. But I think driving an hour is a little bit too far away right now. So I ultimately declined. But um, but yeah, they row right on uh, Lake Vettern, like the big lake that's right in the middle of Sweden, where you have the, the cycling race as well. Vettern, Ah, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you bike, you ski, uh, you run, and you, what's the last one? You swim, I think, in order to do the classic. 
yeah anyway i i uh i used to row when i was in high school and university and then yeah i haven't picked up an oar since uh, it's probably been about 10 years now since i last rowed i want to ask any tips for smallland besides the elk uh, the what was it the elk safari moose park. like something the moose park yeah so something else If you come to Varnamo, there's a very nice konsthall uh, called Vandalorum, which has contemporary art and a lot of uh, local artists as well. So a lot of like the furniture industry in Småland is the result of a lot of Swedish and Danish furniture designers that went and worked with suppliers here. So you have a lot of the Swedish classics when it comes to furniture in and around this area. So any museum that you go to will have something to do with furniture or something to do with industry in this area. People here are very proud of it uh, as well. So there's this thing called Gnuhu Endam, like the Gnuhu spirit, which is like this entrepreneurial vibe that everyone has here to just start something up and like make something. So in Vanamo itself, there's Vandalorum. And then there's another museum called Bruno Matson Center, which is all about the designer Bruno Matson. There's the Ikea Museum in Elmhult, which is a little bit, uh, a little bit further away from Vanamo, but uh, drivable. It's like an hour away. <laughs> I didn't realize there was a museum. I, I knew that's where the original IKEA is, right? Okay, and is is it just that same building that they've used for that, or is this a separate IKEA museum? It's the same part of the same complex. So uh, what what's in the IKEA museum? Everything that they built since day one, <laughs> and then they have this little room that they. Um, that they curate every now and then. And then there's a camera that's set up. So it, it has the perfect angle to make it look like the cover of an Ikea brochure. And so you could actually like hit the button and then run over and sit on the couch and get your own printout with the Ikea logo on top. So it looks like you're part of the Ikea brochure. And then you can take that home with you. And then you can eat meatballs and you know, what else did they have at Ikea? Swedish meatballs and salmon. Yeah, that's all anybody goes there for is the meatballs. Actually, they have really <laughs> great cinnamon buns too. Have you ever had the Ikea? Cinnamon buns you buy in the frozen section? No. They're oh, really, good. really good. I'm also reading, did you know that Bjorn from ABBA was from Småland? Ah. Yeah, he's from Vestervik. Vestervik. Ah. Vestervik. Yeah, Never and they, he has a hotel called Slottholmen. It's run by his, it says it's run by his daughter. I don't know the names of all the ABBA people. Maybe this is part of like, I'm a citizen of Sweden now, but I... Well, here's a hint. A, B, P, A. My head just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I just didn't think of that until now either, Heather. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah, what is it? Wow. Agneta, Bjorn, Benny, and <laughs> I don't know, Anna. <laughs> we all need to brush up on this. This, ha- right. this is how, how they get how us. Citizens? Seriously. Yeah, we're, we're like, yeah, we're Swedish citizens. And then they ask us that question and we're like, oh, <laughs> I, I was close at least. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, maybe we should wrap it up um, before we get kicked off of of Zoom. Someday, guys, we'll be able to do this in person again. Done this in person? Or do you guys usually do this in person? Yes, in, okay. until last year. So now it's been... We, we did in the fall when things were getting a little better. We went back to doing it in person for like two or three episodes. And then we had to go back to online so can we record the next live like when we meet when we manage to meet can we record it at the ikea museum oh we totally yeah. should All right. down, we can sit outside like somewhere nice on a non-windy day and then we can kind of like socially we can socialize 
while being socially distant. Eating our IKEA cinnamon buns or the other ones that are supplied by that one chain. Exactly. <laughs> and we can have like a taste test, like which one yeah. is better. Bring you some real coffee and I'll make sure to bring some maple syrup. Oh my gosh. From Costco. <laughs> from <Yeah>. Costco. <laughs> Do you guys know when Costco is opening? Is it this year? I think it's a 2022. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they, they just did the deal. Uh, then you'll have to find another supply of maple syrup somehow, or you'll have to dish out a lot of cash for a very tiny maple syrup bottle. Yeah, we'll just have to suck it up and, and pay three times the amount. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Julian, for being on. And I look forward to possibly meeting you someday in person. Thanks for having me. And yeah, looking forward to it. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, Shana. Bye, Bye Diego. Guys, bye. Bye. Bye.